You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. I think the original title of this movie was just Chicks on a Boat. Uh, they were going to make it in the 80s. Uh, Get out. It was like going to be a fun party movie. It was spring break. And my chick's like, we should like get on a boat and like wear swimsuits. And and yeah, it was uh, Kit and Natividad. And, um, I think it was a uh, Tawny Katane's Tawny acting Katane. debut. Yeah, uh, I think it's in this. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> God you're horrible people. No. Uh, Maiden. You just lost all your ally cred. I know. Maiden, which is a documentary about a, something I knew absolutely nothing about. Because, yes. first off, the ocean fucking terrifies me. And I try not to focus on it as much as I can. Although, Ben doesn't make it helpful with wearing his Jaws shoes everywhere he goes. Goes, which apparently changed on the way from the theater. I don't know what I, that's look, I just try to remind you of what's out there. Uh, but there is a race called the Whitbread Round the World Yacht Race. And, that's what it says on the tin. And it was male-dominated. Oh, yeah. To say the least. it was uh, Yacht racing was considered to be about the most masculine-defined sport there was it's outside of football. Semen. Oh, God. Ben, come on. <laughs> and yet it took nine months to gestate. So this <laughs> so this lady, Tracy Edwards, uh, was, as the film points out to us, was a uh, kind of a rebel. She had a, um, a tough upbringing. Uh, at first she was doing fine, but then her parents separated and no, her, no, father, no, her father died. died. Yeah. A little bit more dr- drastic than yeah. separated. And but then her, her, her mother remarried to a horrible man. And she was feeling, you know, very unhappy in this abusive household that she kind of rebelled at 16. She ran off to Greece and just kind of lived the life of a peripathetic adventurer and decided that she wanted to learn how to to be on boats because boats were adventures. And somehow the only way they would let her on the boat was if she agreed to be a cook. And she agreed to be on one of these Whitbread. You have to understand, this is a, a race to travel, literally, to circumnavigate the globe. The longest race that there is. Yeah, you have about nine months to do it. There's like six different legs uh, of this race. It is brutal, and people have died doing this thing. Yeah, uh, It's no pleasure cruise. I mean, you're going through some choppy water. You've got icebergs. You have storms. And it is, as Chris said, a very male-dominated sport. She decides that... After that experience of being treated fairly miserably yeah. uh, as the only woman aboard this ship and not allowed to actually do anything, uh, she decides she is going to raise the money to somehow get her own boat, put together an all-female crew, and beat the hell out of everybody else in this competition. And, of course, everybody in the sporting community 
the journalists covering it was very were very condescending towards uh, this team. Yeah, and just thought, oh, they're they're not even going to make it past the first leg. Yeah, everyone's gone, everyone's be- deeply condescending. Oh, yeah, like yeah. this is just a joke. People are placing bets on how far yeah, they'll even get. This is 1989, and people are like, well, you know, it's feminism then. Yeah, they didn't reach that far. I mean, they and they're even like the boat they get is a uh, like a refurbished, desperately needing work right. money pit of a boat that that requires work because they couldn't she raise put- any money because everybody basically laughed them out or basically said like I think there was even a quote that she's like I tried to picture my wife on a boat and I couldn't picture it so I'm not giving you any money or, or like, as one damn. potential sponsor said look we like what you're doing but if you all go out there and you die that's a terrible look for us. Yeah, and they're all convinced that's exactly what's going to happen, or at the very least, they'll just give up. Or even worse, they're like, as they said, like an early interview with them. All anyone wanted to hear was, oh, "Are you guys fighting?" Because you know, yeah. you put women together long enough, they're just going to like right. cat fight with each other. How do you all stay looking so nice and pretty while you're on the boat? And they're <laughs> like, as Tracy Edwards and some of her compatriots say, it's like we were getting asked questions that they would never ask the other male competitors in this sport. So uh, the first third of this movie is really just kind of the lead up. We learn about who Tracy Edwards was as a person. We get introduced to all the members of the crew who, as near as I could tell, all of which were still alive because they've like, uh, this is, there's talking head sequences with them now that are very well edited into the admittedly mixed quality footage that existed, although there is a lot of it. A surprising amount, actually. They had the foresight to have someone on board with, uh, with a camera uh, and late 80s, early 90s video camera. And apparently, uh, and I know this only through the press materials, the uh, director of this movie, whose name is escaping me right now, but uh, he actually... Uh, uh, Alex Holmes. Alex Holmes. He's a documentary filmmaker. He actually considered doing this as a uh, feature at one point. And the way he found out about the story was he went to uh, his daughter's school there was some event, they had Tracy Edwards, you know, mind you, this is like 30, 40 years after the fact, uh, was a guest speaker. And he thought, oh, this is going to be boring, but I got to show up and, you know, be there for my daughter. And, you know, the story blew him away and he contacts Tracy Edwards and, and he says, you know, you came and spoke to my daughter's school and it's all she can talk about. Uh, I would really love to get with you and see if we can tell this story. And Tracy Edwards managed to get a hold of her late mother's stuff. And amazingly, a lot of this footage was still in a closet somewhere. And she's like, yeah. well, and once he had that, he's like, oh, once he saw the footage, he's like, we have a documentary here. Yeah. And they really do. And I was surprised because I thought the first third of this movie, as much as it's an interesting portrait of the time, is just kind of slow going. It very much I is. I mean, yeah. uh, Tracy is like, uh, certainly the, the elder Tracy is a really fascinating speaker. Uh, she's kind of magnetic even, but it's okay. I see what we're in for. Like, I remember thinking to myself at one point, you don't have to make a documentary about every mildly interesting thing that happened. Yeah. But all that being said, for me, once the race actually starts, it just starts building and building yeah. to the point where it was – I'm emotionally invested in the relationships between these women on the boat uh, with their – with Tracy's general realization that this race means more 
than what she initially set out for, yeah. which was just a sort of punk rock aesthetic yeah. of like, fuck you, don't tell me what I can't do. I mean, originally she even says, she's like, I, I, I'm not a feminist. See, yeah, you yeah. see some archival footage yeah. and someone asks her flat out, are you a feminist? She's like, no, I'm not a feminist. I don't even like that. I word. just don't like people telling me what I yeah. can't do. But then you uh, meet the older Tracy Edwards and she realizes, I guess I was a feminist. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's like halfway through this race, like, maybe I am a feminist. Yeah. Fuck those people. And watching that, the, like, them dealing with all the things that are going on, all the elements of, of, of like the condescension and then the anger and just from all these sides and then just the upswelling of enormous support that was coming yeah. out that they did not expect at all. I mean, there's a sequence towards the end where uh, one of the people they interview was on one of the other boats is like, yeah, we pulled in and there's like fucking 10,000 people there. And we quickly realized they aren't there for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. should point out, and, and, and you know, if you've ever seen a sports movie, sports documentary, you kind of know the structure of these things. A scrappy underdog who wins against the odds just because they have heart and so on. It, it's a cliche now. And, and what, oddly enough, this made me think of was, was Rocky and the original Rocky. Yeah. Because people forget because now I don't. I've forgotten how many Rocky movies we're into now. No one knows the, the original Rocky. <laughs> they just announced another one, by the oh, way. Oh Jesus! The, the original Rocky. Apparently he's saving immigrants. Oh well, there you yeah. go. Rocky loses. People forget that. Because spoiler. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a 48 year old spoiler, or whatever. <laughs> however many years it is, but yeah, it's not a movie about you know who wins or loses. It's how much effort did you put in? What did you really sacrifice to get here? That's what's uplifting about it. And while I'm not going to compare this to a classic like the original uh, Rocky, it still has that same thing where it's not a spoiler to tell you who wins or doesn't win this race because it's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is everybody said they would never make it. They would never finish They would the never race. even get through the first leg. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is one of the things this movie does really well, and I'm glad they have so much of this footage, is because they actually are able to piece together the entire voyage using the footage that they have, and yet each leg of that journey is very different. Yeah. You know, the first one's relatively okay. It's and has kind of fast. different stakes. Different stakes. Yes. Some are, you know, some are more endurance level, some are more tactical, and you feel like it's not just people on a boat looking at the water all day long. Uh, every environment is different, and every scenario is different, and people die during this See, thing. and that's kind of my thing is, uh, I kind of disagree slightly with Chris that I feel like the first leg part isn't that intriguing. And yes, it is kind of a boring leg of the race as well, all things considered. You start off with the easy one. What Part of the reason I think that part of the movie still so it's a little bit past the first uh, act gets is still boring, because I feel like a little bit on the doc, on the documentarian, on the filmmaker, he doesn't build tension with that one very well. It doesn't feel like the energy is as much rising there. Now, the second one is phenomenal. That's the riskiest part of this whole oh, entire God. race. And the footage is phenomenal. They get some great footage of Tracy. Basically, they make it clear that through most of this race, she basically never left the captain's quarters, which is all maps and charts. And it's yeah. like... She's sleeping in her chair. Somehow, they had great footage of some of the most tense moments there. It was like somebody thought... Okay, something crazy is happening. We need to film this. I'm like, fuck, these people are great at this because they actually thought of these things in advance. I mean, they're going through the South P 
past the South Pole, basically. Yeah, They're in yeah. the Antarctic. It's And it's a deeply dangerous, like, course to take. And even though, I mean, I don't agree with you about the first, uh, the first leg, because I feel like right off the bat, you're like, I don't know what happened. Sure. In this race. I have no, I don't, I haven't at any point in my life paid the faintest attention to yacht racing. No. So I have no clue what the conclusion of this film is. And I suggest you go into it not knowing either, actually, yeah. because it makes it more exciting. And right off the bat, I'm like, there's so much at stake for these women, at, you know, just to make it to that first stop. And they know that. They're like, we have to make it to the first leg. And it's smartly kind of underwhelming at first. Yeah. Their response, the, like, the, their, how they get there, what happens. But the tension is there on the socio-political level. The sure. second leg is all about, like, Jesus, are they even going to survive this yeah. fucking shit? And then from there, there's just different things happening with each one. And I love that they all build to this point by the end where you're kind of in this place of, like, wait, so, like, first off, not knowing anything about yacht racing, so what does it mean, like, in terms of adding the legs together? Like, what do they have to accomplish to even get there? Uh, of them encountering the same difficulties everybody else does. But then coming to this sort of, like, weirdly triumphant uh, uh, celebration that they no one expected right, right at definitely. the end brings everything together just dovetails so nicely I mean I will everything this film is, oh well, I yeah, did too same. I was like Great. it's deeply moving yes. and inspiring yeah. you know I mean, I mean, this I mean is it's like, not one of those like participation trophy moments no, no, no. at all it, it's beyond that I mean I don't have kids but if I did I think this would be I dare say this would be required viewing for kids, especially girls. But oh, yeah. I yeah, think for all so. kids going, hey, girls, you can do this kind of stuff if you put your mind to it. And boys, hey, the girls can do this and they can smoke your ass if you're not careful. Well, I mean, if you so get presumptuous. Daddy, I want to go yachting and you say, yeah. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't presume that women can't do things be based on like – Notions of like they're not tough enough, or, or like in, in have enough endurance, or or have the ability to bond together enough. Yeah. Those are ridiculous. Yeah. For and part of the reason why they do as well as they do is because Tracy takes some, or Stacy. I'm sorry. She 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 takes some navigational risks because this isn't as simple as like well we go from point A to point B. So like well based on the wind, based on the currents, you know, I think I can do this and I might be able to save some time if I go into this win and then make this turn here. And likewise, you see that early on, there's there's a lot of tension even leading up to it where they're not sure if they're going to get funding. They're not sure they get a sponsor at the last moment from a very unusual place. A place not particularly well known for women's rights, I have to say. I know. I yeah, thought that was very odd. Uh, very I, I odd. was like, really? It was a different era, a different time, <laughs> and uh, and also there, there's problems within the crew. I mean, at one point, the first mate is uh, uh, fired. Uh, like a week or two before they even start the and race, you, and you have like the Tracy's best friend who was there, like from the the only person the get oh, she calls was her in, high, her buddy from high school, like literally on a test run breaks her breaks her wrist. Yeah, and it's like oh fuck. And, and then what happens is you see the boat they buy, and it's a piece of shit boat. They can't afford like this top. I mean, this is basically like the NASCAR of of ocean sailing. Uh, which is like, you know, you have the top of the line of everything. You have sponsorship up the wazoo. Everything is top of the line. Here they're like, this is what we can afford, and we can't afford to have it 
custom built and repaired. So all of the women in the crew descend onto a boat yard. You, you see some of the journalists there at the time going, it's very unusual. We've never seen a bunch of women in a boat yard working on a boat. And they're like, by the end of this, by the t- before we even hit the water, we knew every rivet, every bolt on this boat. And they also made changes like there was like they use different types of sails and things that would be easier for them as women to work with. You know, and this I is love not that, breaking the I rules. That, it's that, just them thinking strategically. And I love that that whole thing with like them having to do something the male crews had not had to do, which was yeah. to manually themselves explore every rivet in this yeah. boat, just putting it together, making sure it was seaworthy. Yeah. Ends up paying off later. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it really does. I mean, it's like the best NASCAR driver is not the guy, you know, who is in the pit crew fixing the car. He just drives, whereas these women had to actually fix the boat. And this is one of my few criticisms of the film, in that there is a lengthy section at the beginning where we're just getting to know Stacy. Tracy. And, or Tracy, I'm sorry. And they kind of over... They kind of, uh, there's a few years, I think, missing in this story where we understand how she got her first experience on boats, but I don't know how she learned how to be a skipper. No, no, no. They no, kind I of agree. jump that. They well, jump they kind of way past She's that. not a skipper. Either. Well, no, they, they established she that she has stuff. enough experience to even make this plausible. Yeah. Right? Like, she knows how to work navigation, which, can you do that? No. no yeah. I don't, I think, I, I She starts off as a cook. Not the kind of stuff you would learn being the cook. Yeah, so somewhere in between there, she learned about how to do intense, high-level in the middle of nowhere navigation at sea skills. Yeah. We're dealing with the weather and like judging yeah. what might happen and stuff like she all even that. says her first voyage, they wouldn't even let her above yeah. deck. So the the whole section of them like, what happened well, then? They, they say that on the first boat she was ever on, which was kind of a party boat or, you know, a charter boat, that everybody taught her everything. There's a bit of that. But I will say, being on a charter boat compared to being on a sailing yacht is a very different set of She, she did participate in the Whitbread, but only as a cook. As a cook. And, and again, and the guys would never let her do anything. very condescending towards her. Yeah. Well, she, she was yeah. thinking at that time that she might be qualified to be above, above, the, you know, above the galley as well. well. The, you know, it goes from that to her, like, midway through that voyage, realizing she was going to do this thing. Yeah. And we're like... How? But clearly there's some a point there's some information that was not sure portrayed right. there. Alright, well you know what? Let's just go to final thoughts, okay. Ben, get us started. I think I'm a little bit more uh lukewarm on this than some of you guys. I still think it's a fantastic documentary. Uh definitely one I feel like a lot of people should see. It's very motivational. Uh and certainly once they get on their voyage, especially that second leg, as I said, it is some phenomenal stuff and some fantastic footage. Like, even if you expected a sporting event to have a lot of footage, for 1989, this is a shit ton of footage, because I know what type of cameras they had in 1989. My dad had them, and I can't they imagine those... bulky. Yeah, I can't, heavy. And imagining those to put up with any form of water or salt corrosion for anything. Uh, right. Like, for the ones that they could fit on a boat, nonetheless, the ones like the, you know, the broadcast crews would have. It's kind of amazing. Um... I will say my only other little complaint for this movie is it didn't have one of those 
you know, if most documentaries had that kind of wrap up at the end of like the epilogue, blah, blah blah blah. They don't even address if the Whitbread race is still going on because it is. Fuck if I know anything yeah. about sailing. I no, I, I had to Google it at the end because I'm like, I do kind it's of. It's now the Volvo. Literally race. everything I knew about sailing I got from the Christopher Cross song. <laughs> sailing, it does take me away. away. Uh, okay, I got, I, I got it from Come Sail Away, technically, but that's about spaceships. It got really confusing. <laughs> Anyway, back to this Damn movie. It, now that's going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. All right. Stop it. No more singing. Yeah, we Continue, just got copyright man. stricken Good and we're not Good even on YouTube. Yeah. But no, um, overall, I definitely think this is a documentary that I think we're going to hear a lot more about uh, come award season. All right. Yeah. Unless, unless like four more fantastic documentaries come out that nobody's expecting. Could happen. Uh, I'm going to give this a solid... Eight out of ten. Um, can't even think of anything that's on a boat anymore. So things on a boat, I can't quantify. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was moved by this. Uh, like I said, my major quibble is there are there is a moment where I think the narrative elides certain uh, information that I would have appreciated. Maybe in a longer cut of this, that would be there uh, because we see. Uh, our protagonist, and there's a number of women on this crew, but it definitely has a clear protagonist in uh, Ms. Edwards, and she suddenly levels up. And I would like to have seen a little bit more of how she did that. Also, and again, something I only learned from the press release, uh, from the press notes, which the average audience is never going to see, uh, there's actually some nice little epilogue stuff uh, about Maiden. Uh, in fact, the title, of course, is taken from the name of the boat itself. They rather cheekily called it Maiden in England at one point. Uh, the Maiden Voyage. It was all a vessel run by Maiden. So it's a very clever piece of branding on their part. But what happens to the boat after the race? You know, they couldn't afford to keep it. And... That boat still exists, and it has gone through several owners and through several different names, but the original folks managed to get it back and refurbish it, and they take it out, and they use it to promote, you know, these this sort of story for young girls. Uh, I would have loved to have seen this, and like Ben said, that they really kind of skip past the epilogue. So that's those are my two real only criticisms. I'm missing that point where we see the protagonist level up, and I'm missing some of that epilogue that could have told me some more, I think, feel-good stuff. It, it, what a movie that's already very feel-good. But they clearly chose to go out on a high note and then abruptly cut off from there. Uh, like I said earlier, I think it's a required viewing for young ladies who want to be to reminded that they can do a lot of things regardless of what people tell them. Uh, I give this... Uh, I give this... Nine out of ten shaky video camera footage. Well, damn it, Marco, you just gave my review. All right. Literally, like, everything you were saying, I was like, yeah, 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 it was all the stuff I was just well, planning look, on you shouldn't just write it down and yeah. put it next to me. I just read your notes. <laughs> uh, I was like, damn, Chris wrote I mean, some good shit. I'm just going to read that. I'm not going to deny that, like, this gets off to a slow start. It's not terrible. It's just kind of slow. You're like, where are you going with this? Like, okay, we get it. It was a thing. Like, that's cool. This happened, but who cares? And then, as far as a movie watcher, and then it evolves into a genuinely harrowing, inspiring, yeah. and exciting film that by the end, I was 
all in. Oh, know, sure. Going like, wow, that was great. I, I, I want every person I know who has a little girl in their house mm-hmm. to watch this. I want every person I know who has a little boy. Yeah. That might be more important. Exactly. Yeah. A boy in their house to watch this. Girls you know, know they can do shit. It's the boys who need a little education. Exactly. Uh, I this is. I'll be su- really surprised if this doesn't make short lists at the end of the year for best documentary. It is way worth your time, uh, and I give it nine out of ten times. Marco just stole my review out of my head. You goddamn! Charles, I win as I win at all things, Charles Xavier, motherfucker. <laughs> I read your mind. 